everybody, my name is Bev and I'm the host of People at Work Today. Uh, People at Work is a podcast brought to you by Jostle and at Jostle we are building a piece of technology that helps connect everyone to everything that matters to them during their workday. And at the same time, we are trying to understand what's actually happening in the world of work. So through things like this podcast and other things like our virtual event series and our blog, um, we're exploring, researching, discussing and investigating what's actually happening at work. And so today's conversation is going to help us understand um, the realm of social impact in the workplace. And I'm delighted to welcome Rachel Klausner to the show today. Rachel is the founder and CEO of Millie, and Millie is changing the future of charitable giving. Rachel and her team at Millie are on a mission to connect people and companies with organizations working hard to change the world, making giving easy, accessible, and part of our everyday. Well, welcome, Rachel. It's wonderful to have you with us. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Bev. Fabulous. Well, before we dig into understanding social impact in the workplace and specifically some of the trends that you're seeing, um, I'd love to just hear your background and uh, what led you to founding Millie. Yeah. um, Where do we begin? Uh, So my story is really, this was not planned. (laughs) Um, But now looking back, it definitely feels like Millie is kind of a culmination of a lot of the things that I had been doing until now. Um, I spent about eight years uh, working at different startups as a software designer, so doing product design. um, And I just loved uh, social impact, uh, but I never did it in my work. I mean, I did it as as a side thing at the companies that I was at. I would you know, get people together for big volunteer events and start nonprofit partnerships and do all that. Um, and fast forward a whole bunch of years of working in the startup space, um, just working on software, uh, I finally decided it was time to do my own thing um, and took the plunge into founding um, a company. And I actually ended up doing something crazy. This is like so not relevant to social impact, but I started something in the dental software work like world. And a few months in, I was like, what am I doing? I don't love d- dentistry. I like, even though I, I, I don't want my, <laughs> I don't want my sister-in-law who I love so much to hear this, but like, I don't love sitting in the dental seat. She's a, an orthodontist. <laughs> and so I, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't what I'm passionate about. And so ended up really doing a deep dive on like, what am I passionate about? And social impact and charitable giving was just like always, it always came back to that. Um, I'd spent some time volunteering before college for a year and just loved, like, loved that and loved everything I was doing around giving. Um, And so that brought me to Millie and we started with this mission of connecting young people to this, you know, thing called a donor advised fund, which is like a giving account. And then we slowly pivoted because we had a whole bunch of companies come to us and we're like, Rachel, you're building something really cool about giving, but we run this big company and we want our people at work to be able to give and we want to match those donations and we want to do volunteer stuff. Can you do everything that you're doing for individuals and just cater it to companies? So we had, we had two companies in Boston that asked us to do that within like a week of each other. And I was like, okay, I'm taking this as a sign because that just felt like fortuitous that these two companies that would just come to us separately, but asking for the same thing. I was like, there must be something here. Um, and we were still at the early stages and didn't know what we were doing at all. Um, so we're like, sure, we'll take any idea someone throws at us. Um, and it ended up being a great one because boy, we like 
this pivot was the best thing we ever did. So we really um, decided to switch gears about a year and a half ago and really build for companies. And that has been such a wild ride. Um, and in the best way possible, companies are really trying to double down on what does impact look like? What does social impact look like in the workplace? Um, and realizing like, you know, just like what Jostle does, everyone brings their whole selves to work. We're not, this is not a, we're not in a world anymore where, you know, you're half in, half out. You're, you're a whole person and you bring that to work. And um, impact is so important to people, like what they care about, what they're passionate about, you know, what their values are um, is really, really key. And I think giving has created such a remarkable culture. It's something that people really can get behind um, and rally around uh, something, right? Whatever that cause is that really gets the team going, whether that's, you know, food insecurity or, or sheltering animals or, you know, uh, children's services. And there's just so many, I mean, I could like keep going on and on about all the different kind of uh, issue areas that companies are really taking on is the issue that they care about or issues that they care about. Um, and so that's kind of what led us to Millie and Millie's been really fun. So what Millie does is it's basically just a platform for companies to be able to orchestrate like giving programs. So donation matching, um, doing volunteer events and coordinating all of the volunteer piece, tracking volunteer hours, as well as um, gifting. So charitable gifting. So giving away charitable dollars to um, employees that they can then give uh, to nonprofits. So really all that stuff. And then obviously doing analytics on all that and making it really fun. Um, so there's really a lot of cool stuff around giving and volunteering and giving back that just amplifies culture. And we're seeing such amazing results around what that looks like um, in terms of actual, you know, uh, turnover rates, right? Turnover amongst your employees goes down dramatically when the employees are involved in some sort of giving effort. So we're really excited about the space and I'm just, I'm excited to dive into this conversation because there is just so much around impact uh, that we're going to see transpire over the next decade in the workplace. Yeah, I'm sure as uh, workplaces become more human-centric and more focused and, and driven by individual employees rather than the other way around, I, I think that we will start seeing more of uh, you know the pressure coming from the, the upward side of the organization rather than from down from management. Um, before we, but before we dig into some of the trends that you're seeing, I just wanted to understand definitionally um, where do you see social impact as fitting into an organization's corporate social responsibility mandate? Like, are they connected? Um, maybe just help us understand how those two pieces fit together. Yeah, like corporate social responsibility, CSR versus social impact. Yeah, so yeah. This, is a, this is a hot topic. We actually did a blog post on like CSR versus social impact because they're, people kind of use them interchangeably. They kind of mean different things. There's kind of a trend happening. So, uh, CSR, corporate social responsibility, that is what I would call like table stakes. That's like your responsibility as a company. What are you doing um, for the universe? Traditionally, people thought of this as like large enterprise companies having CSR, more of like the old school um, versus social impact, which is, I think, a little bit more proactive. So the, the CSR is more of like the reactive kind of like, do we have all of the like legality stuff in place? 
Are we doing like the basics that we need um, for our investors? Um, whereas I think what we're seeing is people are transforming that into what we're calling social impact and what a lot of folks call social impact, which is really around um, innovating in different ways beyond just like the basics of like, we have to be a good place to work and a good company that cares about things beyond the bottom line. So social impact takes that to the next level. And that's where we'll see um, companies utilizing their technology for good. So giving it out, um, you know, for free or at a really high discount to nonprofits. Um, we'll also see them leverage their technology to actually use, non uh, to give nonprofits a tool to solve a really big problem that only that technology can do. Um, we've also seen that, you know, and there's so many great examples. Like we just had um, the head of social impact, Suli, um, uh, the head of social impact at DoorDash, Suli Shaw on our podcast. And so um, a great example of how DoorDash is utilizing that social impact, right? This forward thinking way is they're actually utilizing their technology for what they call last mile logistics, right? DoorDash is so good at those end logistics of getting something from point A to point B. Um, and so during COVID, they totally had this amazing infrastructure already set up to basically allow for so many different types of service organizations to deliver food and goods to people that needed at their homes um, and in their shelters and at, kind of like at the destination, um, uh, at their destination. So there's just a really, a lot of cool stuff in social impact. Um, and obviously we see social impact also when it has, it relates to your employees. So um, what does that look like from an impact perspective? Do we have like a partnership with one nonprofit? Are we, um, are we, do we have a vision to eradicate, uh, you know, um, whatever it is, hunger in America or, um, trafficking in Europe or whatever that is that you're trying to go after and really, um, really having a vision around it, not just doing the reactive stuff, but like moving things forward and kind of orchestrating a whole bunch of different types of programs, um, into place to kind of move things forward. And, and it, having a mission around it, right? Not just like kind of taking a backseat and just doing the things that kind of need to be done that are just like legal, but really, really moving the needle forward. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that, that does help me clear it up. And I, from what you were saying, it seems like there is more scope for individual employee engagement and influence in the social in impact sphere than there might be in the CSR arena. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, exactly right. And so then that leads me to a, a question around that could get quite complicated for organizations, right? Where you might have these competing demands, you might have, um, you know, in a staff base of 100 people, there could be 100 different needs and desires and, and causes and things that people want to support. So how do organizations actually reconcile really supporting and being part of and encouraging social impact for their employees, but also making sure that they are aligned with what's important to the organization. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty tricky place for organizations totally. to find themselves. I think, I think the way I frame it and what I've seen a lot of the folks that are in social impact, how they frame it is whatever social impact kind of programs and mission and whatever that goal is that you're setting for yourself for your social impact um, programs in the workplace, 
they need to align with the goals for the company. So you need to figure out where you can leverage. What is, what is the company, your company, what does it do really well? And what in what it does well, how can they leverage that for good? And yeah, there's probably a whole bunch of use cases where that might not align, right? You know, certain things may not fit with social impact, but believe it or not, I've seen some really innovative ways where people take their core competency and what they're good at as a business and they come up with a mission around it. So that way they're not just, it's not competing. They're just leveraging what they have in a way to use it for good. And the ones that do it really well, spread it across the org. So there might be someone who leads social impact, but then they have these champions throughout the company that are really moving it forward in some in some cool ways, right? There's someone who's on marketing who's thinking about that. Oh, how can we co-brand this with a great nonprofit? And so that's in our the space that we're working towards or someone who's on the engineering side who can think of like, oh, actually we can solve for this problem here. If we just build in this little feature, it could help all these nonprofits leverage this tool in a different way. And so it's kind of more empowering. I, I look at these social impact folks at companies because usually we call them teams of one they're very often a team of one person um, and so they're really these entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs like entrepreneurs within the company that are a trying to prove out social impact right this is fledgling right we're, we're not talking like but yes csr has been around forever and yes social impact has been around for a little bit but we're seeing such an uptick that this really feels new to most companies and it, it is new at almost all companies that have it and so, um, so we're definitely seeing people that are really at the forefront in these roles that are trying to empower the, their, their coworkers in different, um, you know, departments like, Hey guys, this is the hat that you should wear sometimes not in conflict to what you're doing, but like as an, like an additive piece. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. These people are, they are working really hard to prove it. I mean, they are coming up with pitch decks and they're pitching to so many people in the org. They're really trying to um, show this is worth it, right? We're at the beginning of something. And I think this past year and a half with COVID and Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate and just everything that's transpired in the last year and a half, people are asking for this stuff. People don't want to just come into work and, you know, turn on and off their, you know, what they care about and, and what they feel like and who they are. And um, so I think we're definitely seeing a shift where companies are, are, are realizing that this is something they should be thinking about and, and embracing. And it's not, this isn't like a cost center. Um, it really will, from a cost benefit analysis, this will be great for the bottom line in the end. Like this will get people to stay. Um, and it does, you see it all the time. So let me ask you something um, just as an extension of that. Um, you know, I think one of the, the things that I've observed over the past 18 months with, you know, a lot of social impact issues that have arisen, um, you know, Black Lives Matter being one of them, where, you know, suddenly overnight there was a flurry of companies who suddenly put a black square on Instagram and said that they were in support of Black Lives Matter. And that's where it ended. Yep. So uh, give us your thoughts on as companies are thinking about embracing social impact, um, there's obviously some pitfalls there and there needs to be some commitment to actually yeah. follow through with real action, right? So, um, you know, 
just recently in the news, we had Basecamp come out and say that they would not allow their employees to have conversations about social issues um, within their, their platform or within their company. Um, you know, we've obviously been faced with many, many situations in this past um, 18 months where we're really questioning what decisions companies are making, right? So uh, give us your thoughts on, on how do companies actually embrace this and be open to these conversations and enduring actions to actually move the needle for social impact. Yeah, and I think you made a great point. Like I think we saw last year a lot of a lot of companies, you know, do things that were a little more performative, right? They would just, you know, do something and then kind of drop it. Um and and that's that can totally backfire and and it, and it's not good. <laughs> Um, we, a lot of our customers, um, you know, kudos to them after something like that happened, that's, that's when a lot of them came to us and found, you know, Millie and said, you know, we really should have this program. Like we should have probably had it before. Um, but now that this has prompted this discussion, like we should have this. Um, and I think that's what, what, what I, you know, what we tend to tell people is like, it's hard to scramble in the moment when something's happening in the world. That's really hard, right? You're gonna like, there's a million other things going on. You're gonna have to, you want it, you're trying to come up with a statement and you try to get budget, you're trying to figure out what you're doing. And so I think what's been different and what we're seeing with our, uh, a lot of our customers is that, you know, they set up these programs and then when like the horrible Asian hate, you know, that's transpired over the last year and a half has finally come to this peak moment a few months ago um, and companies really reacting to it as, as they as they should, um, I think uh, they felt very uh, like grateful that they had everything in place to respond to it. So they quickly got together a campaign and we have these templates that they can use and all, almost every single one of our customers ran a campaign around it and raised a ton of money around it. And so I think that's something that's also really important is not just to think about, you know, so there's something in the news and like what's happening and how do we react to it, but how do we set something up that's core to who we are, regardless of what's happening in, in the news? And then that way, when things happen in the news, okay, we can react. And, you know, in addition to that, what are the other subjects that we care about beyond what's in the news? I think that's what, that's what I'm really pushing folks to think about is like, yes, these things are making you react because of social pressures, which are really, these are issues that you need to react to and that you should be reacting to. But what are the issues that we're not talking about that your team does care about, that you wanna make sure to get behind? Um, and there are things that usually aren't in the news, right? I mean, we, we don't generally talk about trafficking, even though it's a huge issue. We don't generally talk about um, about hunger, you know, that's a, that is one of the biggest issues of today. And yet it's not a sexy issue, right? It's not going to be one that has a campaign around it that swarms and everyone makes statements around. And, and yet that is some, somewhere we should be putting our money. And so, um, and I think a lot of companies would feel that way if they took five minutes and, or an hour and got together and said, what do we care about? What's something that we can get behind? Um, and so I think that's one of the things that we try to talk um, with folks about is, and inspire people to do is like, we'll forget about what's happening in the news for just a second. What, now that you've had this year and a half to really reflect, right? COVID has made us reflect in a way we've never reflected and, and your teams are dispersed in ways they've never been dispersed. What's something that can bring your team together and that you guys are all passionate about that you can rally around. Um, and that could be, 
choice, right? That could be, we just want to give back. We don't really care where, like, we just want our team to feel like they're giving. That, that's, and that's great. It doesn't have to be one issue area. Um, and so that's really what we're trying to push is not necessarily about how to, you know, how do we think about giving in a way that feels less reactive and more like, what do we want? What are we passionate about? Um, and that way we're ready when things do happen. Yeah, so I think that you've touched on a few things there that actually do sort of blend into trends, right? And I know that that was going to be the thrust of our conversation today. And, um, you know, I think what we've seen unfold for people in the midst of a global pandemic over the last 18 months or, you know, almost two years now um, is just a different operating environment for all of us, right? And that has necessarily forced us into a more personal human centric framework for organizations and has shone the light on a number of different glaring um, problems and, and areas in organizations where people are really hurting and they, they really need to feel like their company is rallying around them, right? So, um, so let's talk through a few of the other trends that you are observing, things that you're thinking about at Millie that you can be helping customers um, overcome within their own social impact realm. Um, so what else are you seeing out there in, in the world right now? Yeah, there's a there's a bunch. I think one of the one one of the things we're seeing that is uh, we feel very excited about is this overlap of employee resource groups and impact. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot of really um, special and motivating change happening in the workplace with ERGs, with these employee resource groups that are on the ground, that are brought together by a, a shared, you know, something that they share. And in that, they also share a passion for something that usually also has a tie to some sort of giving or volunteering or some issue area that they really are passionate about. And so what's really special about that and something we didn't realize going into this is that a lot of what we do on Millie is actually driven by these employee resource groups. Um, and so I think we're really trying to see as a company, like how do we help our customers embrace these, this connection between their employee resource groups and giving and volunteering. Um, and that's, what's really exciting. I think is just like thinking through like, not like what our vision for the universe is, but like what's actually happening on the ground in these workplaces that, that allows us to kind of move the needle, but like also shifting our platform in a way that helps those people move the needle. <laughs> um, and so that's one of the really interesting trends we're seeing in social impact is this connection between employee resource groups and impact. Um, so that's one really good one. Um, so quick question about yeah, just sure. w about what you just shared. So um, it seems to me that the sort of the, the spectrum of, of social impact, it's not just about financial support. It's, it's about mobilizing ideas and changing yep. minds and getting people to like rally behind something. Yep. So I can see how the ERGs within organizations are critical for that. Um, I can also see how it's so important that you have those champions for change and people who are passionate, the people that you've talked about before, who are those entrepreneurs, right, within the organization. So um, what should organizations be looking out for to support and nurture people who are showing and taking initiative to help uh, further social impact? 
Yeah, I think the number one thing for, you know, this is obviously like would be a dream is really to um, let the people that bubble up and say, like, I'm here, I want to lead this, I really want to build out a social impact program, let them run with it. I know that they will prove themselves very quickly to be such an asset to the company. I mean, what we're seeing, we used to only see these CSR positions or social impact positions. They used to start when companies hit like a few thousand employees. That was like when they started. Now, so many of our customers have full-time social impact people and they're a hundred people or 200 people. Um, and we're just seeing social impact start earlier and earlier, um, which is really cool to see. It's really embedded. And so I think one of the, one of the, what I would challenge to other executives is if you have someone that is pitching social impact to you and they have, they come with an amazing deck and they have a mission and a vision, I would let them run with it. Even if it's just, you know, half time to start and see where it goes um, and just let them split their job, their role. Um, I would, and depending on the size of the company, kind of based on that, how much time they should be spending on impact. But it's something that I really want to challenge executives to embrace because they're going to be behind the times if they wait around too long um, and it won't be a competitive advantage anymore. So we're seeing companies that, you know, are 500 people that have a social impact person. When you talk to their employees, their employees, one of the first things they talk about on why they have such a great culture and why they stay is because their company cares about giving back and these issues. And it's the first thing people talk about when they talk about their job. And so why, if that is such an important thing, when people talk about their jobs, like, oh, I love, you know, I, I would say probably number one is do they like their manager? And number two is how do they feel about their company in terms of are they good people? And that's always the thing. If they have a social impact person, when we talk to people at those companies and we say like, what do you think of working there? And we do these interviews, they always say like, oh my God, I just feel so good whenever I talk about work. It's because I, ha I say, oh, we have this social impact thing and we're doing this great stuff. We have this partnership with this nonprofit and you know, I volunteered once and we did this. And it's just, it's the first thing you wanna lead with when you're bragging about your job. Um, and so I think, one of the things that I challenge these executives is be at the forefront of it. Do it now before it becomes table stakes in a few years from now. Um, and, and if you do it early, it will be a competitive advantage. If you wait too long, you're going to still need it, but it won't be, it won't have that same ethos. It won't have that same mm -hmm. kind of, um, uh, what, what should I say? Like genuine, um, like, a fabric to it. Um, and so that's, that's one thing that I challenge executives is definitely embrace the folks that are within your company that are raising their hands to, to pitch these because boy, do they exist. I've spoken to so many folks that are like that. And, um, I just, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think we're almost there. I think we're pushing there, but, um, it would be nice if, if some of those executives, more executives really were, um, kind of giving the keys to these folks to, to go and, and try it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess a, a question I have for you about a, a different trend that might be emerging here is what impact does generation have on people's open mindedness and willingness to be involved and champion social impact um, activities? So I, 
I would imagine you've got lots of data and have lots of anecdotal observations about um, the, the younger generations who are really pushing for this within organizations. So, um, you know, you've already talked about encouraging leaders to be open to letting people run with it. But um, what other pressures are you seeing or changes and shifts are you seeing that are caused by this generational shift that's happening? Yeah, I mean, I would say people talk a lot about millennials, which are definitely a very philanthropic or just giving social issue generation. But what I have to say is Gen Z, their numbers are blowing everybody out of the water. So Gen Z is, um, researchers have dubbed them in like the philanthropy space, have actually dubbed them philanthro kids because they are so philanthropic in how they think about the world, in giving, in, in where they want to work. I mean, you talk to these kids that are right coming right out of school, right? Those are, we're talking about Gen Z right now is 22 or 23 right now and below. Um, so these are the kids that are really coming right out of school and they want jobs. They want to see impact more than way more than all the generations that came before them, even millennials. And so I think we talked a little bit of, I think there's been a lot of discussion about how millennials has, have shifted impact, but I would push it even more. Gen Z is like, they are going after it. They are asking the tough questions to their employers. They're the ones that are pushing this. Um, and so I think that's what's really exciting is we're going to see a big trend where, you know, going off of this last year and a half, but also these kids that are coming out of school are really asking for this in the workplace and they want to utilize it and they want to be a part of it and they want to do the volunteer work and they want to see the impact that you're having and they want to see what your sustainability initiatives are. And they're asking these questions. And so I'm really excited to see kind of what the trend looks like as more and more of these kids are coming out of school. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, it, it should be viewed as an opportunity, but I'm sure that there are some executives who are just like, you know, just not ready for this change, right? And, um, you know, I, I think that there's, there's this real tension that's going to exist around, um, you know, doing social impact because it's the right thing to do versus doing it because it's going to be something that's good for the bottom line, right? And and I guess those executives who think about it to achieve both of those goals are essentially the ones who are going to win, right? Um, because I think it, it, it's absolutely fine for it to be used as something that can help um, the business, but I think it needs to be more than a marketing ploy to either attract employees or to get investors or, you know, whatever um, other reason there might be for investing in it. So I think it's going to be quite an interesting time in the landscape of organizations, not only at the individual level, but in sort of the architecture and fabric of companies around right. how social impact is um, part of the culture, not added on to the culture. Um, so we've got time for one more trend. Is there anything else that you're thinking about right now that you think uh, would be helpful for our, our listeners to be thinking about? Yeah, I think the other thing is that we always are kind of like encouraging people and we're seeing more and more companies take it on is you don't have to, people expect to like, you have to go out and make a really big splash when you start a social impact program and you have to have tons of money and you have to have tons of time and resources. And one of the things that we're encouraging is if you really want to make this genuine and, and, and just a part of the fabric of your culture, you can start small and that is wonderful. And I think that's one of the things that we really try to empower folks to do is there's no amount or type or number of programs or number of people or whatever that you need to start with. It's really just, if you're feeling that inclination, like we should be doing this, 
then you should be doing this, you know? And, and there are a lot of great ways to do it that don't cost money. You know, there are things that you can do that won't require an investment up front. And there are things that require very little investment to start. And you don't have to have this huge match program that matches gazillions of dollars. Like start small, match a hundred bucks a person or, you know, do one volunteer event every quarter or every six months and just start somewhere and you'll see it grow over time and you'll see people take on that role that really care about it and are passionate and it it won't be cumbersome because you'll someone will take it on that will want to take it on um, and you'll see it, it has a life of its own and it will it will be really exciting so that's one trend we're seeing is that you know 10 years ago it was like only these huge enterprise kind of fortune 500 companies that were doing this and what we're seeing is smaller companies that are 50 people 300 people a thousand people are raising their hands and saying wait we, we should have this we should have something yeah, I'm really encouraged to hear that, and um, it reminds me of a, a, a quote, and I, I won't get it exactly right, but it's something around, you know, um, don't be afraid as an individual to change the world, because after all, you know, it's individuals who've always changed the world, right? So, right. and I, I bet that is not quite the quote, but um, the, the spirit of it is that each of us can do something in our own lives and in our own workplaces to actually bring about change, and the as you add up all those individual efforts, you get a tremendous amount of overall change that can happen. So, you know, to your point, to organizations, don't be afraid to start small. I really like that that um, observation because it, it means that the, the barrier to entry is very low. And yep. I'm sure that you're advising your customers on a daily basis to just get started somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I love that quote. If it, if it wasn't exactly on point, it should be because that was you did it great. And I want to use that across all, the, across all my social media. I will be retweeting that. Not well, that I'll get you Twitter. the, I don't know how to use Twitter, but I will be trying to compose a, re, a tweet of that. Well, fabulous. Well, I'm sure that there's so much more going on in the social impact space. And really it's part of the context that we all operate in, whether we're at work or whether we're in our, with our families or whether we're out in the world in our communities. And really, um, so appreciate the work that you and your team are doing to try and make this something that's, that's easy and effective for any organization and every um, employee to grab a hold of and, and to really bring about change within their immediate community and uh, see the spillover effects that can happen from that. So thanks so much for being here with us today and uh, all the best for your future efforts. Thank you so much, Bev, for having me. I'm so grateful to everything you guys do at Jostle, creating community in the workplace. And I am just thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me and letting me geek out on social impact. <laughs> Thanks for listening to People at Work. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. We'd love to get this material into the ears, hearts, and minds of as many listeners as possible and would really appreciate your help. Until next time.